3: It
2: was really good. And so
3: interesting. Yeah. Topic we don't talk about a lot. (laughs) Very out of the box. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's a thing, something that I think since COVID is over, supposedly, or we're kind of back to normal, Yeah, Uh we're uh, doing more in-person events than we've done in a while. And so even if you don't go to, uh, like Lisa sells a lot of books at Uh, craft fairs and farmer's market type Mm -hmm, things mm -hmm. and so even if you don't do that it's got some great tips Mm -hmm. for selling in person and like setting things up and how she pulls people in yeah Mm -hmm. yeah 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 yeah. it was really good it was really good
2: yeah so So, that's coming up
3: oh good good
2: yeah well
3: and what have you been doing because i have not been doing much this week well (laughs) i was at
2: Neek. All okay. last week. <clears throat> well, Nink started Wednesday night, but I got there on Monday and visited with family. Uh, my cousin lives like two miles from the uh, hotel
0: mm-hmm.
2: and he and his wife. And so I went and visited and that was fun. But I have a Nink hangover like I, it's 940 <laughs> and I'm still in my pajamas. So that tells you on Monday, uh, if that tells you anything it was fun. It was great seeing people. Uh, I saw a few really good talks, uh, two by Alessandra Torre, who I just love and, yeah. she, and Melanie Harlow's was very good. And then the last one of the entire thing that I went to was, uh, Dr. Deborah Holland. And she talked about men- basically mental health and mm. staying mentally healthy during, um, you know, during difficult times or not difficult mm-hmm. times, just for authors basically. And it was, it was probably worth the entire conference. So it was just yeah. really good for me personally. It was really good. And uh, so that was, that was fun. And the weather was amazing. And I mean, it did rain Wednesday night, but it, the weather was just—it was cool and
3: oh, nice. cooler,
2: and the wind was blowing, and so yeah, it was—it was fun. It was fun.
3: Well, that sounds great. Sounds like it was yeah. a great conference.
2: Yeah, and you know, they just do such a good job putting mm-hmm. ink on. You know, it's mm-hmm. like it just runs very smoothly. So that was good. Yeah, there was a lot of uh, direct sales and AI talk. Uh, you know, which I'm not really doing either, so I didn't really go to those. Um, but the people that are into that really were really enjoying them. And, you know, that that sounds great. great. Mm -hmm. Sounds like it was
3: great. Yeah, it was. I I had a little
2: FOMO. Yeah. (laughs) And it was great seeing people who listen to the podcast. Thank you so much for coming up and saying hello and for all your encouraging words. And we just love it. And,
3: um, yeah. So thanks. Yes, thank you. Thanks to all our supporters. We don't have any new supporters yeah. this week, speaking of that's that. So but um, if you want to support the podcast, you could go yeah. to wish I'd known for slash support. Yep. And I don't have a whole lot going on this week. I've been working on the Kickstarter. I'm using a plugin through Shopify to set mm. it up mm. for the survey. And I messed it up and did it wrong. So I've had to oh reset it. And uh, so that's why it's it's a little delayed. I'd hope to get it out this week but i've had to redo it so hopefully it'll go out in a couple of days yes and then i can start sending everything out and delivering stuff and Mm -hmm. yeah so that's moving forward i am making progress but i feel like it's like really slow you Mm -hmm. know (laughs) like when Mm -hmm. you're in the middle of something it's like oh my gosh this seems to be forever yeah so but that's like all i've got going on. Okay. Yeah. So we should get on the interview with Lisa. Yes. That's awesome. You're going to love it. All right. Here we go. Well, today we are really happy to talk with Lisa Bouchard. How are you, Lisa? I'm
1: really great. Thanks, Sarah. How are you doing?
3: We're We're good. good. Well, I'll speak for Sarah. Sarah's great. Sarah's (laughs) great. So let me read your bio and we will get started with the questions. Lisa writes paranormal cozies as a, as a child, Books became the best thing ever to her. She suffered a crisis of confidence in high school and college and decided writing was too difficult so she earned a degree in chemistry instead. I love that. Uh, Three career changes and four children later, and she's back to writing and much happier for it. That's awesome.
2: That's awesome. Well, tell us how you got into writing in the first place.
1: All right. Well, I started writing when I was in high school, and I didn't totally stink at it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had a lot of encouragement from my teachers. So, you know, anytime an adult encourages you, you want to keep going. There, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Uh, So I always knew it was something I could do fairly well. But then I got bad advice from family members who were really worried, like, oh, a career in the arts, that's never going to work. Yeah. Um, So I didn't pursue writing in college. Instead, I went into science and studied chemistry. Which... I do also love science. So it's not like I was sacrificing anything. Mm
3: -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how did you get into. Yeah. uh, How did you come back around?
1: Back around to this. Okay. Well, I have four kids Mm -hmm. and when you have four kids and four kids and I homeschooled them as well, Mm. Have four kids in your house all the time, nothing ever stays done. (laughs) the dishes the laundry the everything else and so you have to find something you can do for yourself that can you can complete and no one can take away
0: right no Mm -hmm. one
1: can you know no one's going to be unwriting what i wrote Mm -hmm. so i just went back to writing as something i could do
3: for fun mostly Mm -hmm. that's Um, great
0: yeah
3: well tell us what your definition of success is
1: uh so My, so I like earning money, money is (laughs) one of my motivators. Mm -hmm. But for me, the more worries I can take off my husband's mind, Mm -hmm. the more successful I feel like I am. Mm -hmm. When our kids were small, that really looked like, you know, having a clean house or clean ish house
0: because, Mm
1: -hmm. Um, you know, having food prepared so that we weren't scrambling around for meals Mm -hmm. and, you know, having our finances on In order, so he could just kind of focus on work and stuff he wanted to do with the kids. But now it looks like my income taking over more of our family bills. Yeah, our our thirtieth anniversary was on Tuesday, and um, so he's been working really hard for these past thirty years. And I feel like not that I haven't been, but I feel like now I can take some of that financial pressure. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's nice when it works out that way. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you can, if you're a pair, you can kind of figure out the ebb and flow of the income and stuff. That's really nice, Mm -hmm. when it works out that way.
2: I remember having that same feeling, you know, of, wow, I'm, I'm happy I can do this. Mm -hmm. uh, When, when I first started earning money, because, you know, I never Worked full time outside the home. I always worked. Well, I, that's not true, but for the most part, I didn't. I worked part time or I just kept kids um, at home and stuff. And so not, didn't make a lot of money doing those things. So when I started making money, that was very exciting for both me and my husband. He, you
3: know, <laughs> he was probably really excited, like my he, husband was. He was, like, he this was. Is awesome. Keep yeah. writing after yeah, keep writing. 15 yeah. years of. <laughs> Yeah. My
1: husband says he dares me to start making more money than he does. Like, I Uh-oh. dare you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's funny. Well, um, what do you wish you'd known about writing and craft when you, you started?
1: Know, so so when I first started, so my the first book I ever published was in 2012. Mm-hmm. And what I really wish I knew way back then was what the work of a good editor looked like. Mm-hmm. I just, I didn't know. It was my my first published book. I'd written a few others and they were kind of bad and so I wrote mm-hmm. this one it was only a little bad. So mm-hmm. I thought, okay, I'll get an editor and I'll publish it and the editor just did not do a super great job for me. I think uh-huh. that the, like the the few pages I sent as a test she did great on but I think mm-hmm. she, her enthusiasm petered out or she got mm-hmm. to be Whatever happened, definitely by the end of the book she was really phoning it in and it shows.
0: It mm-hmm. really
1: showed. And so mm-hmm. I wish I had known that that wasn't adequate work. Instead, what I thought was, oh, well, she didn't have much to say. I must be better than I thought I was.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's difficult when you're starting out because mm-hmm. you don't really have anything else to compare it to.
1: Exactly. So, yeah. And I didn't want to be the kind of writer who was always saying, oh, my work's no good. Don't read it. It's terrible. Like, I wanted to be that kind of person who had confidence in her work.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so I tried maybe a little too hard to believe that it was better than it was. <laughs> well, what As, about-
3: we do. As we yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: No notes. Terrific. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Excellent. Yeah. I must be perfect.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, what about marketing? What do you wish you'd known about marketing?
1: Oh, for marketing, the- it's not so much a thing I wish I knew, but I- it's a thing I wish I'd paid more attention to. Which was, um, you know, don't market your first book when you've got not, or your first two books when you've only Mm -hmm. got a couple out. It's just gonna take your time and your money. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. everybody says that. And did I listen? No, Mm -hmm. I didn't because I still have this unfailing optimism that like people are gonna love my books. They're great. And I do think that the books that I'm publishing now are great and people do love them. But still it's just such an uphill battle.
0: Mm-hmm. Try mm-hmm. and
1: market
2: so early on. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So when you, you said you published the first book in 2012, is that when you started your indie publishing journey or was so I published one book in twenty twelve and then
1: I my husband lost his job.
2: Mm-hmm. So then
1: I did a lot of um, ghostwriting and mm-hmm. editing and really a transcription like anything i could do to um to make money while still staying at home
0: mm-hmm. it took
1: him two years to find a job oh wow
0: yeah. it,
1: it was rough and my big goal was we will not lose this house
0: <laughs> <laughs> no
1: matter what we will have a house over our head and i did that and i i learned really fast i learned really fast how to write fast
0: oh okay and,
1: um, how to write best how to quickly read through things and like what looked good enough and mm-hmm. what, what my cut what my um, clients would ex- would accept for work mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. so you were it doing did. ghostwriting not writing your own books
1: yeah no that was just ghostwriting and editing and yeah. then God, and then when he got a new job I was just like phew Let's not do that ever again. Ever again.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: what else? What else would I like to do? Because clearly I need to start bringing in some money because the kids were older. Like, I need yeah. to start bringing in some money. We need a little financial cushion. And so I thought about like, what did I want to do? And I decided physics.
0: Mm. Okay. So, As
1: one yes. does. <laughs> oh, it's, it's better than that. So I went to grad school and my area of interest was quantum
3: gravity. So, <laughs> hey, Jamie and I have nothing to say to that because we know That's nothing true. about that.
1: <laughs> it's, okay, it, it's an area where we don't know much. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. there are some areas where we know a lot of things, and quantum gravity is not one of them. So I wanted to learn. Um, sadly, I left without my PhD because there was no room that no professor had room to take me on as a student. Wow. I studied mm. a lot. I learned a lot. I taught some classes, but I left without a PhD.
0: Mm. And
1: then is when I started the real writing career again. Yeah. So okay. that's when I started writing this this my nine book series. And this is now just my permanent day job.
3: Awesome. And that's in cozy that paranormal, right? Yeah,
1: that's cozy paranormal mysteries. Okay. Yeah.
3: Mm.
2: How much quantum physics is in um, none? Oh.
1: Surprisingly, there's zero percent quantum <laughs> physics. <in> physics. <laughs> but I do, I do want to write some mystery set on a college campus.
2: Yeah, yeah, that would be fun. There's a lot going on there for sure, and you know, you've been kind of. Well,
1: oh my gosh, when I was doing undergraduate classes and the undergrads would come in on Monday and tell me stories about what they did over the weekend. It's terrifying. I
2: know, I know. Well, you know, I always say about that age group that they're immortal, infallible and infertile is what they think. So uh, they really do not have a concept of how much of what they do could harm them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's true. it's true well what assumptions did you make at the beginning of your writing career and looking back did they turn out to be right or wrong
1: ah uh, well I assumed there was going to be an overnight success
2: mm, yeah.
1: okay. I'm sure you hear that a lot but yeah I just assume people are gonna love like people are gonna love my books mm-hmm. as much as I do um and they not everybody does what I didn't take into account was that not everybody wants a cozy paranormal mystery right right The people who do want them really do like them mm-hmm. but I guess I just assumed I would be fantastic for everybody
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and uh,
1: i I do every time I publish a book though, I think this is the book that everyone is gonna love <laughs> I just I've got that optimism and it's not going.
2: I
3: love yeah. that. I love yeah. that you have that, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that seems to be your like permeate what you do, right? Your yeah. outlook is very optimistic, right? Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: yeah. I'm
1: just like I can do this. I can do anything. It's going to be fantastic. Sometimes my husband rolls his eyes, but he still says, "Go for it, dear. Go ahead. <laughs> you've been right more times than <laughs> more. <laughs> <laughs> well."
3: Yeah. What's the most important lesson you've learned? Do you think?
1: Oh, work every day.
3: Mm-hmm. Not
1: necessarily write every day. Right. Keep keep your head in the story so that mm-hmm. you don't forget things because, wow, am I all so good at that. Mm-hmm. What was my main character's name? Rachel? Yeah. Rebecca? You know. Yeah. So uh, keep your head in the story and keep your eye on your marketing every day. Yeah. Okay.
2: I love that. And when you say keep your eye on your marketing, what... What do you mean by that? Uh,
1: Just take a quick look, you know, make sure that nobody spent $400 yesterday when you told them 20.
0: Yeah. You know, just
1: so that, so you know what's going on. You know what's happening. Mm -hmm. Make sure Mm -hmm. that nothing is ground to a halt. You're still spending money and nothing's happening.
2: Right. Right. Okay. And do you mostly run Facebook ads or Amazon ads?
1: I run both, but I'm better at Facebook
2: ads. Yeah. Me too. Me too. All right. Well that's a that's great. I think that's really good because a lot of people will say, well, just don't, you know, don't obsess over your ads or you know, put them out and let them run or whatever. And I'm like, no. I can't. But it's too I can't either. I know. It's
1: stressful for me to not know what's going on. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I as a scientist, I love my data. I'll never mm-hmm. not want to know what my numbers are. Mm. Yeah.
2: that's really interesting because you know I don't like that and so
3: yeah and, and yet so, y'all are both very good at yet, ads so way, it just shows
1: either way once you have an idea of what's happening
3: it's yeah. yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah well uh what's the biggest change you've had to make in your thinking over the last few years
1: mm. it's a marathon and not a sprint mm. Mm -hmm. yeah marathon runners and sprint runners they train totally differently
2: and
0: i've
1: taken my writing my writing process away from that this one book is going to do everything to let's write a series and now let's write a spin-off series
0: Mm -hmm. and let's try Mm -hmm.
1: something a little different and try to to expand and um really be in it for the long haul
3: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's really smart. and because mm-hmm. if you pin all your hopes on one book and it doesn't do well, even if you're optimistic, there's got to be like a a down like a down time when you like mm-hmm. come to terms with, oh, well, that wasn't what I thought. And yeah, if you have a longer perspective, it's not as uh, debilitating, I guess, and mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. you're like, that's another book to go in my backlist. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, and even, I think even if your first book does well. Your second book, it's going to do nothing but increase, however, whatever you're looking at, you know, your number of readers, the amount of right. money you make, the number of reviews you have. Right. You know, even if one is really good, two is going to be better.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. your skills will improve and you'll have a bigger audience and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, the other thing that I've really tried to do is to set up systems that support me. Mm-hmm. So for that, you know, like I've got a bullet journal, I've got, a million alarms on my phone so that I don't miss meetings and I don't forget to exercise and you know, things like that,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it's out of my mind and it's somewhere where I can see it.
0: Cause
1: yeah. so that's yeah. important to not, not have that worry. Like, am I forgetting something? Mm-hmm.
3: Right. Yeah. Freeze up your, you can think about other things instead of, Oh, I can't forget. I have that meeting today and whatever. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, what's the biggest change you've had in your thinking? Like, have you had to make any mindset changes?
1: Let's see. Mindset changes. Um, um not not so I mean the marathon to sprint thing.
2: Hang on mm-hmm. a minute. We just asked that question.
3: Yeah. Did I ask that? I'm sorry. I mean I, yeah. I missed that. I'm sorry. I'm on the wrong yeah. page then. I mean yeah. I didn't scroll up. <laughs> I was like, wait,
2: that sounds familiar. Okay.
3: <laughs> well, we edit so we can fix Yeah, this those. will be clipped out, Alexa. I,
1: mean, I thought like my big change wasn't very big and I needed to <laughs> come,
3: come up with another one. <laughs> no, we want something better. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So here, let's let, we'll have a little bit of silence and then I'll ask the next question so she can edit it. So if you were starting over today, what would you do differently?
1: Oh, well, the one thing I think I would do is I wouldn't have gone to grad school.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: as much as I loved it, I loved it so much. But in the end, it was not I wasn't as successful as I wanted to be. Right. And if I had had those maybe eight years, because I did a lot of undergrad work too, if I'd had those eight years back, where would I be in my writing career now?
0: Mm-hmm. Right
1: now. Mm-hmm. And I mean... It's hard because I don't regret what I did or who I met or any of that stuff. It's just when I'm looking strictly at writing, it would have been better to have been writing those eight years instead.
3: Yeah. Yeah. There's always that, oh, if only, you know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's an if only. Yeah. It's not the worst one I could have.
3: No. That is true.
2: (laughs) Well, if you write a series based on your time in academia, I mean, can you go back and retroactively write off your PhD? Uh <laughs> oh, pretty sure
1: no, but because I was in science, they paid me.
2: Ah, there uh, you go. That's pretty it's nice. It's a good gig. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty nice. Well, yeah. Sarah uh, met you at CozyCon, and she wanted to have you on because you... Uh, sell your books at like uh, craft fairs and stuff like that. And so can you tell us about that and how you set up and uh, your display and all of that and how you kind of came to that?
1: Uh, So I, my town has like a Christmas craft there every Mm -hmm. year. And Mm -hmm. I had four books out at the end of 2021 and they were really looking for people and the table Mm -hmm. was pretty cheap. And I thought, you know, this might be nice. I could see my neighbors. Because mm-hmm. it was 2021, so nobody was seeing anybody. Everyone right. was masks, right. going anywhere. And I'm like, you know, I'll give it a try. I mean, it, the worst thing that could happen is I don't sell any books. Right. But I get to see people I haven't seen while. So I, I went, and I sold out of the books mm-hmm. that I brought. And I was like, whoa, this is exciting. And it was mostly <laughs> like the moms of my Girl Scouts who bought mm-hmm. these books. But I don't care. That's mm-hmm. fine yeah um and I'm like wow well that was successful let's try that again mm-hmm. and so it just sort of snowballed into um doing one one craft fair a month to like two a month and now this year I tried to book myself for almost every weekend because oh my gosh I mean I sell between 50 and 100 books a weekend so oh wow you know, it's nice it's yeah. Nice.
3: And so, are these all in your local area, or do you, how far do you travel for these?
1: Uh, The farthest show I travel for is two hours, Mm -hmm. but it's two hours going north uh, in New Hampshire, and it's a beautiful drive. I'm up in the mountains. It's worth it for the drive alone. Yeah. Honestly. So, for for outside craft fairs, I've got a big tent. It's pink because I want to draw women in because they're cozy right. pink Guys aren't going to read these books. For
0: right.
1: and I've got this ridiculously tall eight foot sign that's got my name and my mm-hmm. genres and some covers and whatever to kind of draw people in so that I don't have people who aren't interested in books coming to ask me what I've got.
0: Right, right.
1: Um, yeah, I have been asked to do a few tarot readings, and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I just write fiction. <laughs> I can't
3: do that. <laughs> and, well, so, yeah, keep going. Okay.
1: So I just i i get like a bar stool height table. I just a uh, chair. I sit next to my table, and I just talk to people all day.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. tell them, you know, I have cozy paranormal mysteries. They're set in Portsmouth, which is a, a local town. And that's a really big draw for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hand them the the book. I hand the book uh, back cover side up so they can read the back and see if they like it.
3: Mm-hmm. So that's talk amazing. about at the at CozyCon. You talked about you have a hat you wear, right? So oh,
1: yeah, yeah, I've got um, I've got a witch's hat. It's uh, it's black. It's got a big pink band around it and a ginormous flower on the side, and it just draws people's eyes. Mm-hmm. everything i can do to get people to look at me look at my books look at my tent is mm-hmm. good because mm-hmm. people they'll they'll see books and they get like this glazed over look it's like right. ptsd from having to read things in high school they didn't want to mm-hmm. read and they just mm-hmm. keep going
0: <laughs> right but right. if i try
1: to look interesting and fun rather mm-hmm. than like school related people mm-hmm. are more likely to stop right,
2: right. Right. Yeah. And, and so- then do you end up selling like first book in the series or do you try to sell all the books in a series? I mean, how do you? I try to sell all the books in the
1: series. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I sell mostly first ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but I bet so I one book is for $20, three books is for $50. It's a nine book series. So nine books are $140. So there's like a little bit of a discount.
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
1: Um, and I'll usually sell a lot of one books, um, mm. maybe three or four sets of three, and then one mm. or two sets of nine. Mm. So it's nice. And now, so this is my second full year of doing craft fairs. People are coming back and they're like, I'm so glad you're here because I got whatever I got last year and I yeah. need more. Yeah.
3: Yeah. That was going to be my other question is like, yeah. do you feel like you? exhaust the audience or be, are you moving around enough that you see new people every week?
1: I see new people um, yeah. every week. <laughs> there is one family that I think goes to every single craft fair and never buys anything. <laughs> I, I just, I just,
3: I'm not uh, great
1: with faces, but over the couple of years, I really, I know these people. and um, But I, I definitely see new people
3: all the yeah. time. Yeah. Or about-
1: sometimes people say, I saw you a couple months ago and I didn't get your book and then I really regretted it. Mm. I'm going to get
3: it now, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And so talk to us about like, if somebody's interested in doing this, like about like stock, like how much do you, how many Mm. books do you decide to take and how do you, do you order them like author copies or what do you, how do you do that?
1: Yep. So I order author copies from Amazon. Um, I bring, I I basically bring whatever I Um, And I try to have at least like five copies of the later books, 10 copies of the earlier books, and Mm -hmm. about 30 copies of the first book. Mm
0: -hmm. If I
1: get below 30 of the first book, I start getting nervous.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah.
1: I have order forms with me every time so that if I do run out, they can just order it and I mail it to them the next day. Oh, that's great. Or, Or whenever it is that I get on. Author copies from Amazon take about 10 days to arrive from when you order them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just promise as soon as Amazon sends them to me, I will send it off to you.
3: And didn't you say that you also have like on your sign that people can order it online, like the ebook version? Do you?
1: I have a, not, it's not on the big sign, but I have a smaller sign that's just, it just says, do you prefer ebooks? And then it's got a QR code. Yeah. They can take a picture of
2: that and buy them right there. Yeah. So I Do you have find you sell a lot of those? No, I don't
1: no. sell that. No, it's people crappers, more... they really want physical things. Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Well, what do you wish you had known, like looking back, what do you wish you had known about this? Like if you could have give some advice to people who are starting out?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. I don't think I made too many mistakes in doing this, mm-hmm. but my my advice for people: I have like the Lisa sells books persona, so because I was I was successful from the very beginning, like book selling. Lisa, she's not nervous; she's not worried <laughs> that no one wants to talk to her. Right. She doesn't think you know. She doesn't think her hair's a mess. Like. There's, no, there's nothing in my mind going on like people don't want to talk to me and people don't want my books
0: mm-hmm,
1: because mm-hmm. I've kind of been successful. So I would say, you know, like try and psych yourself up for that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like just these are good books. People like me. Oh, mm-hmm. I sound like that um, Saturday Night Live thing. You know, mm-hmm. started people like me. <laughs> um, you try to develop that mindset because people are really impressed to meet an author.
0: Mm -hmm. they're just
1: they're stunned they're like you wrote these i'm like i sure did Mm -hmm. i sit on my couch i drink too much coffee and i make stuff up Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and because they don't want them to be like to feel like it's such a mystical experience that they could never reach i wanted it's a very accessible kind of job and Mm -hmm. they could give it a try if they want right
2: right yeah it's it's almost like taking on a persona when yeah, you're yeah, selling really. or standing up in front of people or something like that, yeah, um, it's not necessarily who you are, you know, all of your characteristics, but it's a persona of you. Yeah,
1: better part of my personality.
2: I, I, I agree. I, yeah,
1: I do. Also <laughs> For me, yeah, very, um, very much myself still, and very yeah, gently authentic. Compliment mm-hmm. people on their T-shirts or mm-hmm. whatever, and. They just try and make a connection with someone. Even if they don't buy a book, it's kind of nice to just chat, get out there and chat with people. When I've been at home all week, Mm -hmm. sitting in my office. Right. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know people will have questions about like payment. Like, how do you take payment and Mm -hmm. uh, and, like things like that?
1: Uh, So I always take cash. Um, Mm -hmm. You don't, I have found I don't need to bring nearly as much change as I need to. So all my, all my sales are, you know, like $10, $20. Mm-hmm. I don't have any, I don't deal with coins. And there's no sales tax in New Hampshire. So mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about that either. Um, but you need like a little change. Uh and also I use Square, just square mm-hmm. with my iPhone. Um mm-hmm. super easy to use. They send you a little thing you plug in, mm-hmm. a piece of cake, and then you can take cards. Um You can set yourself up to take Venmo and Apple Pay and Cash App all pretty easily,
0: too.
1: Mm -hmm. But really, Mm -hmm. any way someone wants to pay me, I think I can take.
3: That's great. Yeah. And then do you do any, like, bundles or special things, like, bundled physical books for your table and stuff? Yeah, that's what
2: she was saying, at three and then nine. I mean, like, do
3: you... Like
2: create a bundle? Oh, you create the bundle. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: I I just get ribbon, and I I learned this from another uh, cozy writer uh, when I went to a conference, 20 Books. She just tied up three of her books with a little ribbon, and it makes it look special to people. Mm
0: -hmm, mm
1: -hmm, And it also draws attention to the idea that you can get these three. Like, why are these wrapped up? Why are these special? Like, they're a little less expensive. mm -hmm, They do mm -hmm. uh, threes and nines wrapped up in ribbon.
3: Nice. I do I love that. Yeah. Yeah, because why not sell three books instead of one book? Or nine books. (laughs) Or nine books. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. But even if I I sell three, I know that when they're done reading those three, they're gonna want the rest.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. They're so invested in the story that these nine books tell, they're gonna come back for the rest, whether they come back to another craft fair or they order from my website or they Mm -hmm. go to Amazon or whatever.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So do okay. you see your sales increase online after you do these events? I do. Yeah. Okay.
1: Definitely. I also, everyone gets a bookmark that tells them how to buy my books. Mm. Um, so it's got a link to Amazon. It's got a link to my website where I sell paperbacks. Uh, so they know where to go.
2: That's great. Yeah. I love that. I, um, it's a little bit like book signings, but a little more casual, too, I think, than book signings. And uh, But any tips for us if we're wanting to do that? Like, where do you find these craft fairs? Um, do you, if you know you're going, do you send out an email? Do you collect emails? I mean, I'm just wondering about all that.
1: Okay. So I found them. I just searched online. Fine uh-huh. and on Facebook, people advertise their craft fairs all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Facebook as well, there are scammers who will pretend like there will be a legit craft fair, someone, and then someone else will come mm-hmm. along and say, "This is my fair, pay me."
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh.
1: And then you get this has never happened to me, but it's happened to people I know. And then you get there, and they say you're not on the list, uh-huh. paid the wrong person, or whatever. And then right. You can stop. Right.
0: So you,
1: you need to be careful to make sure you get the right person.
0: Right. Uh, but
1: at least here in New England, there are a few companies where this is just their job to set these craft fairs up. Oh, so wow. I, I go with those because they're larger. They're you're mm-hmm. going to going through some more people seeing my books, which means right.
0: More people. Mm-hmm.
1: right. Um, I do also. I have a sheet out for people if they want to join my mailing list. Mm-hmm. Um, they can join if they buy books. They can join if they don't buy books. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Okay. You want to hear from me, I'm happy to talk to you.
2: That's great. That's great. Well, what's the like what's the average cost of a table? Do you is there one or does it vary?
1: No, it varies, varies mm. dramatically. Some tables, so the table in my town was $20. Oh wow.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but these larger companies, 200 dollars $250.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So I mean, it can be expensive, but you're gonna sell more there too.
2: Correct, because it's just larger.
1: Yeah, exactly. I've only had one crafter where I did not make back the cost of the table.
2: Oh, mm -hmm. so
1: it's not bad, Mm
0: -hmm. and that
1: was not a really expensive table either.
0: So Mm -hmm. it's
1: just kind of a dud of a show. (laughs) Um, So you can. I was really worried when I first signed up for like the first two hundred dollar table. I'm like. Yeah, I might mm-hmm. lose money here, but I'm going to try. Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: we'll
1: see what happens.
3: And do you have like, are there like I know probably area area has like a local type craft fair farmers market type thing. But are there bigger events that you can go to or do you stick with the smaller like local ones?
1: Um, I go to the bigger I go to. I guess you would call them sort of medium size. Mm, mm-hmm. so we've got things like the um, uh, like state fairs, mm. and in Massachusetts yeah. there's the Big E, which has got like thousands of vendors. And I don't mm-hmm. go to something that big. Yeah, okay. I go to places that are like a hundred vendors a month.
2: Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, mm-hmm. that way you don't get lost. You know.
1: Yeah, I don't get lost, and I don't. It's what I can afford, Yes. Yeah.
3: Like
1: if mm-hmm. I had a weekend where I had a $200 table and I didn't sell books, it would stink, but mm-hmm. it wouldn't be a problem for the business.
0: Right. If I
1: had a $1,000 table and I just totally missed the market and no one wanted to buy books, that could be a problem.
2: Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. That's well, I strategic think... strategic way of looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. I good. think
3: it's a very interesting way mm-hmm. to like diversify because... Yeah you know, we keep talking about direct sales and it's just an in-person direct sale, right? It's not, yeah. it's just a way to sell your books online and then you can do this in person and have mm-hmm. another stream of income. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. hmm right. Yeah. And I get out in the sun in the summer and talk yeah. to people.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get a little
3: variety, get away yes. from the desk or yes. the, the couch, wherever we're writing. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Well, what's the... Uh, Best thing you've done to set yourself up for success, do you think?
1: Oh, um, I get enough
2: sleep. Oh, really? Wow, that, that's amazing. That's a that great one. Not,
1: that's not a thing a lot of people do. No. Yeah.
3: Honestly, but, I feel called out because I stayed up yeah. late last night watching <laughs> Netflix. <laughs>
1: I, I just, I, I go to bed when I'm really tired mm-hmm. um, and I don't wake up until I wake up. Or I don't get Mm -hmm. up until I wake up Mm -hmm. because I don't need to. I'm a writer. Mm -hmm. I can Mm -hmm. do that when I want. Um, And I don't work when I'm tired. So Mm -hmm. because I've learned that lesson the hard Mm -hmm.
0: way. Yeah.
1: And, you know, done some horrible things with advertising money. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, fixed it the next day. But still, I was too tired to be paying close attention. So I don't work when I'm tired and I get enough sleep. And I, I'm really fortunate. I mean, my husband's got his job where he pays most bills now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I can take my time. I can rest mm-hmm. and do not worry about pushing myself too hard and maybe making mm-hmm. things forgetting my main character's name yeah forgetting the villain i have done that forgetting who, which one of them was the killer <laughs>
3: which uh, is very important
1: uh, It is, and readers will notice that like yeah readers, they, readers
2: they pick up, up on them. that pretty fast
1: <laughs> you know, just the small things but the big
3: things they're gonna really pick up. Yeah. On. Yeah. yeah. That's true. <laughs> uh, well, this has been great and just it very has. informative and kind of a new new and different topic that we don't yeah. talk about that much. Right. So right. thank you for sharing all that with us. Where can people find out more about you and your books?
1: So me and my books, you can find me at LisaBouchard.com. Excellent.
3: Excellent. And Excellent. your craft fair.
2: I was gonna say, <laughs> and look for Lisa if you're in the Northwest. Northeast. northeast i mean <laughs> at, your nor- at your local craft fair. if you're in the northwest and look you're going to be looking oh a while but uh...
1: i i do have a page on my website that says where
2: i'm gonna be oh really awesome. that's, so that's a smart. very that's very smart very that's a smart. good tip too mm-hmm. yeah
3: all right yeah. well we will link to that and to your books just your main site and then the site where your events are yeah. and um, we'll have those all in the wish i'd known website and, um, if you want to support the podcast, you can find the link there at wish would known for writers.com slash support. And thanks to Alexa Larberg for editing and producing the podcast and Adra Wiggins for doing all the admin. We'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the wish I'd known then podcast. We hope this episode inspired you, empowered you, and made you laugh a little bit too. If you loved it, tell your friends about it. And
0: if you feel so inclined, leave us a review. We look forward to being with you again next week.